0: Finnovate showcases cutting-edge banking and financial technology through a global conference series featuring short-form demos and thought leadership. Now, the conversation continues on the Finnovate podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Finnovate podcast. Joining me today, we have Melanie Pickett, head of the asset owner segment at Northern Trust. Melanie, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thanks, Greg. It's great to be here.
1: So to start, can you give us just a little bit of a background on yourself and how you come to be at Northern Trust?
0: Sure. So I've been at Northern Trust for a little over five years. I had an interesting journey to Northern Trust and that I was a client before I joined And I joined Northern Trust specifically to launch a a FinTech within the bank called Front Office Solutions, where we serve the world's largest and most complex endowments, foundations, family offices, and pensions, and help them really with the very complex portfolios that they're managing and some of the very complex data management challenges that they have. So I run the asset owner business at Northern in the Americas, where about one-fifth of the bank's revenue overall. We've had a very long-standing, unwavering commitment to this business at Northern. And I'm proud and honored having been a client to now have the chance to, to build the products and services and deliver the capabilities that our clients need the most.
1: Yeah, what a cool transition. So, you know, let's jump right in. We're going to be talking today about, you know, how you are approaching digital evolution, both within your department and kind of with Northern Trust more broadly. Obviously, there's a lot going on, and I don't want you to feel like you have to cover on everything, but but broadly speaking, what have you all been up to?
0: Yeah. I mean, so we talk about digital for a purpose and that purpose for us at Northern Trust is delivering an incredible client experience. And so most of the work that we're doing is really focused on outcomes related to our client experience or our employee experience. Uh, And so we've been focused, you know, within this front office solutions business and changing the way that we're working as a team, the platform, the data that we're delivering to our clients and ultimately the client experience that we're able to give um, these incredible, incredible mission driven clients of ours. So within the front office solutions business, I talked a little bit about the fact that I was a client beforehand. And some of the challenges you know we had as a client were around how complex the data and the portfolios are that we were managing. And so what we've done at Northern Trust in building and launching this business is really... Build a new public cloud-based application that's a portfolio management solution for our clients, and we've paired that with you know an incredible team of, of service professionals and developers and designers and engineers who are continuously deploying and developing new capabilities for our clients.
1: Yeah, so we had talked before we push record about some of the pieces that you're working on in terms of giving customers kind of. Uh, you know, uh, you have a unique set of customers and giving customers kind of a, some some new tools to play around with. Can you start by talking about a little bit uh, your customers, where they're coming from and how lo- their needs are a little bit different from, I think, what a lot of our listeners might be coming from?
0: Sure. So Northern is Global Custodian, you know, has a large institutional client base. These clients are endowments, foundations, family offices, really doing some of the most important work in the world with respect to um, the pools of capital that they're managing. These portfolios are incredibly intense uh, and complex investment portfolios that are typically highly concentrated in alternative investments. And alternative investments are sometimes uh, not transparent. Um, they're certainly manual in nature. There's no, you know, automated clearinghouse function as we think about with typical securities in an investment portfolio. And so the nature of uh, curating and gathering the information about these investments, often it all lives in PDFs. And so when I was a client uh, in my former role, we would receive 30 000 to 35,000 documents, for example, every year from our investment portfolios. And we would need to go through those documents, read them, obviously, tag them, store them, pull the information out, and then act on it. And it was an incredibly burdensome process. So one of the things that we've done within front office solutions at Northern Trust is really focus on how we digitize that document capture and document um, procurement and uh, and data procurement uh, process. So we've used some incredible natural language processing and machine learning capabilities to Um, automatically go out to hundreds, um, tens of thousands of investment portals, pull documents down um, on behalf of our clients, take the valuation information and the transaction information out of those documents, use custom client models to actually go in and tag and store those documents to a client's uh, document database, and really make that process so much more efficient and so much more timely for them. So as a result, our clients do not have to do that work themselves and we're able to deliver to them their portfolio data in a much more timely and much more accurate fashion.
1: Yeah. I mean, honestly, that sounds like a massive undertaking, just the amount of documents and verification that you have going back and forth. I can imagine why uh, everybody involved is pretty happy to have some good technology behind those solutions to make it a, a much simpler process. Um, now, I know that's not the only piece that you've been working on. How, how did you guys approach the decision around what areas you wanted to prioritize as you were looking to grow your digital capabilities? Were there specific pieces of feedback that you were taking into account or you know, were you looking kind of more from your particular pain points within your own organization? How did you decide where you wanted to spend your time and energy?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think having been a client, I think that our my focus and our focus is, has always been very client-centric at Northern anyway. And so we used and partnered with our human-centered research and design team at Northern to really go out and do very deep, detailed research with prospects and clients across the globe to talk to them about their pain points. And I was telling the story this morning internally, we had a deck of cards and this deck of cards was, you know, a group of different pain points that we knew our clients were struggling with across these portfolios that I I talked about in these business activities. And so we had, you know, each user or participant in the research process actually put this deck of cards out on the table in front of us and really sort of rank the the things, the processes and the pieces of technology that were most painful to them um, on a day-to-day basis. We had them fill out Mad Libs about describing what the future huh. might be like. Um, and so we asked, you know, five years from now, if Northern Trust were successful with this product, this is what would be easier about my day. And it was just a really fun, interactive way to get that feedback from our clients, but really focus on not solving our internal problems, but solving, you know, the pain points that were would resonate the most with, with our clients and prospects. And so I still, you know, refer to those documents. I have them in my office. I think about them all the time when I think about the new features and the new functions that we're rolling out. I, I keep an internal checklist in my head of, of, of those pain points that our clients told us about and making sure that we're always kind of doubling back to that as our mission.
1: No, I love that. What are you, what a good idea to kind of have everybody just have a deck of cards in their hand and be able to rank them in that way. And of course, I'm assuming you haven't made it all the way through the deck yet. Is that a realistic possibility <laughs> or will at some point you, are there, are there more cards than you can reasonably bite off?
0: I mean, yeah, there's probably more than we can bite off, but, you know, to be uh, to be fair, my development team has done an incredible job in this cloud-native environment of deploying features and functions really on a daily basis. We're deploying code all the time to our clients, and so we're able to deploy features and functions on a very short cycle time, which means, you know, as we've... Put clients on the platform. We have now three dozen clients or so managing about 450 billion in assets. Um, Those clients have driven our agenda. So it's not so much, you know, what did my clients tell me three years ago should be our priorities, but our current clients have certainly shaped the platform in the ways that are, are meaningful to them.
1: Yeah, giving people that level of insight or getting the insight from those customers is obviously really important. And I think there's a real strong takeaway there for anybody listening to this when it comes time for you in your organization to decide how you want to prioritize things. This seems like a, a really good way to, to go about doing it. Now, of course, it's we'll never out, all, you know,
0: I, I would of, just say, Greg, we, you know, very recently with our clients, we developed, you know, two different ways to look at a particular portfolio analysis related to portfolio liquidity. And it's interesting because my development team and my design team had you know, a bit of an internal debate over, you know, how these features might best appear to a client. And so we took those two design um, options out to chief investment officers at our client base and really had the conversation with them. What do you want to see? What would you not want to see? And I think that that, you know, constant sort of research and and iteration with our clients is what um, has made, you know, the platform successful.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And and being again in frequent touch with the people who are really important stakeholders for your organization is, is absolutely vital. Um, now that we talked about one side, kind of how you decided to prioritize which areas you wanted to go out and target, and then there's this other side of it, which is how you actually go and try and solve those problems. There's this sort of big debate right now in the fintech ecosystem, this kind of build slash buy slash partner, um, you know, the idea being, how do you actually go out and get the technology that you want to implement? Um, this is one that a lot of banks struggle with. What, what is your strategy, Ben, at Northern
0: We've done a little bit of each, to be honest. And you know, the way that I started to approach that question was really to think about what part of the value chain to the client did I want to own and control, and what part was I comfortable, you know, partnering or, um, or perhaps buying. And so for a global custodian, what we have focused on you know, for decades in our business is safekeeping and custody of assets. That's a commodity now. We have competitors. We have a ton of scale across the industry. We need to find new and interesting ways to add value to our clients. And the, the areas that we're focused on are really in the front office where our clients are making these investment decisions, these portfolio decisions. So for me, I wanted to buy and build, you know, the capabilities that my clients would value the most. And uh, and that meant that we took a different approach than our competitors, uh, where, you know, that custody data just sort of got sent to different third parties. Um, that did the portfolio analytics, did the enrichment of the data, really provided that front office investment decision-making capability to our clients. Um, I didn't want to outsource that. I didn't want to give that value away to another third party. Um, That would have been much cheaper, much easier for me to do. But what we wanted to do was really double down, understand our clients' needs, and invest in the capabilities that we knew would bring them the most value. So some examples along the way, we bought a small fintech called Parallax Investment Technology, which had an incredible set of capabilities in this portfolio management arena. We then built um, a completely cloud native um, single page application on top of that to deliver a much more modern web based Um, framework uh, with which our clients could interact with that data uh, in a mobile fashion and on the road. But there are some cases where we have partnered. And so we've taken equity investments in a couple of companies and partnered with companies where we knew we couldn't get the capability built fast enough, but we needed to offer it in order to kind of round out our product set. Or we knew that we didn't have the internal expertise to build the capability. So one example is a company called Essentia. They have an incredible behavioral data science Focused approach to understanding um, how an investment manager has created their returns, if that has been luck or that has been skill, is there persistence in that track track record? But that's a set of, of data and data science and, and analytics, behavioral analytics that we were not gonna be able to build or certainly build quickly in-house. Um, and so that's a great example, you know, where we we took the partner approach instead.
1: Yeah, no, I think one of the things that really strikes me about this is, again, how strategic you've been in terms of what do you want to own at the end of the process and making sure that you come out of it with that technology that you created being your own technology piece that you have complete control over. Now, I know that was a lot of extra work. Given that, was it something that you think you would recommend to other people? Is it is it valuable to put that work in or looking at it with the benefit of hindsight? Do you think, you know, actually, maybe we ended up doing a little bit more there than we needed to do?
0: I think every company has to figure out where they want to play their bets. We can't, you know, play them in all arenas. I'm really happy with the path that we took because in many cases, the partners that my competitors anchored on in terms of, you know, just feeding data into this ecosystem, those partners were then purchased by larger companies or in in fact, you know, do not have the levels of investment that they need to remain competitive. And so um, I feel good that we control the value prop to our clients and we can control the level of investment going forward.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So what advice do you have for people who are kind of struggling with this question right now? And it is one that I see a lot of people struggling with. Is there anything you can share with them that might help them kind of break whatever logjam they might be facing?
0: Sure. I mean, I think for me, again, it was, you know, and it's kind of the traditional outsourcing question as well as well, whether you want your core competency to be. We at Northern Trust are in an interesting space in that we're the smallest of the big custodians, the biggest of the small custodians. And so sure. we Um, An interesting sort of size where I can't be the low-cost provider. I don't want to be the low-cost provider. I don't have that level of scale. While we have significant scale, um, we're not, you know, the biggest, right? And so I need to differentiate on product. I need to differentiate on service. And so that's where I've made, you know, from a corporate strategy perspective, that's where we've made our investments. And so, you know, we just have taken a different approach. And that's really what the advice I would give or the, the line of thinking certainly is, how are you competing? What is your, your core strategy? And if it's about, you know, differentiation, then, you know, that's where you need to make your investments and that's where you need to control your destiny going forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, there's not one right answer here. There's a million right answers because there's a million different kinds of companies and each company has their own different value chain, their own priorities, their own core competencies, as you mentioned. And so I think this is a really good way to think about it strategically and make a decision that ultimately will benefit yourself and your organization. So you know, we have time for one more question here. Let's end by zooming way out. Let's talk big picture, talk about the future. What When you look into the future of Northern Trust five or 10 years down the road, what is the best version of Northern Trust that you can see? What's kind of the the piece that you're striving for?
0: Yeah, it's, it's that differentiation again. In this space, we have made a different, you know, significant investment on behalf of our clients. And I want clients to want to become clients of Northern Trust because we have the products and services that they need. And they know that our people offer those with incredible service and inc- incredible data quality. I think at the same time, you know, I think a lot about our partners. We call employees at Northern Trust partners because that's the mentality that we have, you know, across the bank. And so that partner experience is really as important as our clients experience. I I told a client this morning, if I can have happy engaged partners, I will have happy engaged clients. And so we're spending, you know, a significant amount of focus as well on what is that partner experience? What is the employee experience? And that will drive my client experience as well. So for me, five to 10 years from now, it's that I have doubled my market share because I have clients and I have partners, employees that want to work here, want to do business with us because we make it easy. And we do that, you know, with an incredible experience for them.
1: Yeah, I know. I love it. I love the vision and I love the way that you're approaching things. Again, I think you're finding a really good balance between the sort of strategic side of it, but also recognizing that at the end of the day, you know, this is a human facing industry and you need to have everybody in all sides of the equation being benefited by the technology that you're implementing. So um, it sounds like a very achievable goal. I mean, certainly is going to be a lot of work that would have to go into it, but based on what I know and what we've been talking about, I wish you all the luck in the world. Thanks again for taking the time to chat through some of the pieces you've been working on with me.
0: Thanks, Greg. Really appreciate it.